This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. All right, what up, High Fivers? It's your boy High Five Tom here. I've got my good friend here, uh, Larry's brother uh, from the other side of the country. Uh, Larry's brother, my friend, how are you this evening? You know, Tom, I just want all the fans to go to ROHWrestling.com. They can watch this spectacular retrospective we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. You can um, buy merch, and you can buy, uh, I don't know, tickets to an upcoming show. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they, I mean, at least, will they have a TV taping January 4th? Uh, so hopefully we won't have a, a shit ton of road rage here um, going forward, so I guess we'll see. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how much of Final Battle they throw up on TV for free. Yeah. Um, but Will, it's been it's been a couple weeks since we uh we talked before we dive into TV here. Will, is there anything you want to catch up uh, all the high fivers on? We went saw a rad concert. I heard. I did. I'll preface this by I hope our listeners had a good holiday, are having a good holiday, and that if they are like me and working retail, that they are surviving. You know, we can we can thrive afterwards. Because I know, at least for the kind of retail that I do, that pretty much after New Year's, I mean, we get some like football stuff, but for the most, like, th- like the big events are like done until the Super Bowl. So it's like you kind of not necessarily take your foot off the gas because there's going to be a lot of stuff to still do, but it's. There's a couple times in the year where like it all just gets like Memorial Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Fourth of July. It's like you hit that, then you have your Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and it's all like it's like there's no let up. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is kind of a dumb question. Do you guys get a, uh, anything from Halloween? Do people do a lot for Halloween or no? No. Hmm. No. Can't can't say that we do. Yeah, you don't even see. You don't even see. I think it's probably just the town. Uh, but you don't see a lot of like, um, like people bringing the kids, and the kids are like all dressed up. I've worked at other places where where you see that a little more. Where, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm. I'm doing the best I can with what little free time I've got, you know, watching 
Bernie's been rewatching The Crown. I've been reading comic books, but if you guys go on my Twitter or the podcast Twitter, you'll see that uh, I'm obviously not reading fast enough because in, in <laughs> one week's time, I've apparently got another month's worth of material I've got to try to cram in. So Yeah, you basically have a milk crate waiting for you at the comic book store. So The, the owner of the shop reached out to me to make sure that I was okay. I'm like, I was just there last week. <laughs> I mean, that's really sweet he did that. I mean, obviously, as part, you know, probably, you know, somewhat a financial thing, but... Um, well, that might be part of it. He, he said they typically reach out if it's been a while. And like I said, I haven't seen him. I've, he's got a new employee, and she's been very nice. Um, but I haven't seen him. And for the longest time, I only ever saw him because, he, you know, he only had, like, one other employee. Yeah. So I would see him and he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And he's like, we usually reach out if we haven't seen you in a while or if the box is getting full. I'm like, well, I was just there like a week ago. Yeah. And he I mean, sent me the picture and I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, so, and that's good, that's good business, too, because I'm going to make sure that you're okay. You know, because shit happens or if you got sick or something, you know. Well, it's, well, it's, too, where it's like if they've got a. Because sometimes they can send stuff back, too. So it's like if it was a situation where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not coming out. Like, I'm not buying. I'm not whatever. Some He might be able to get some money back from the stuff he doesn't want to put on the shelf. Right. But, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot there. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta... I, I thought I dropped a pretty penny last week when I went. Because I, I brought home a, a decent stack of books last week lots of good stuff so i'm sure there's i mean there's all sorts of great stuff including local man which uh is one of my favorites i think of you whenever i read it because it takes place in wisconsin so i I read it you you voice every character in the book (laughs) just want you to know that (laughs) from the young to the old from the ladies all of them the the men men women children the dog I'm flattered, actually. So all, all voiced by Tom. <laughs> yeah, there's a few comic books coming out in in Wisconsin lately. So yeah, because my buddy Steve over at Collector's Edge, shout out to Collector's Edge here in uh, down the street from our house. Yeah, I got a I got a second copy of Deviant or Defiant. Deviant. Deviant. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, did I tell you that last night? I don't know if I did or not. You texted me that you got a second, you got a copy. So you have two copies of one of them, and then you had the next one, right? Um, well, I, yeah, I got I pre ordered three and four. Um, it's been really good. I, yeah, I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've cracked the cover and started reading it yet, but no, yeah, I've got uh, I've got two copies of the second one because I'll be that guy. So I'll, one I'll read and then one I'll just stick in storage for you never know. Yeah, I mean, if you want, send it out, get it graded, don't touch it. And because uh, I mean, those are all probably going to end up going for like big bucks. Yeah, and now I was, yeah, I was talking to so the guy that runs there's two stores. No, there's three stores actually. Um, so the guy that runs he's not the owner, but he didn't realize that guy was from Milwaukee. So um, it'd be cool. Maybe they'll get an in-store someday. That'd be cool. Yeah, but that's the I same. Kind of, I wish I lived closer to a place that had more in-store appearance kind of things, but New Hampshire just doesn't really have a lot of those. You know what I mean? Like, 
think they would. I mean, well, I mean. Daniel Warren Johnson hits up Mass every now and then because he is originally from Massachusetts. And he's one of those guys who will go into a shop and he'll pick up um, if they've got hardcovers of stuff, he'll do sketches in them. So you could just go into the store to like, just, I want to get a copy of this and it'll be like signed and drawn in. And it's just like on the shelf, like not marked as being like an art thing. It's just like a special, like, Hey, you found it. Like, good for you. Here you go. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Daniel Warren Johnson, I mean, I, you, you kind of brought it up. I saw horrendous last night or not last night, two nights ago, whatever it was. Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Will's defense, we usually record on Wednesday, but we switched to Friday because we also recorded yesterday. So we're kind of all over the place. So when they're my new Dana Warren Johnson shirt, bought the horrendous shirt with the Dana Warren Johnson art. My my buddy Joe, who does pure evil unboxing, finally got a copy of Do a Powerbomb. So I mean Nice. Spreading, I'm a, I'm spreading a positive money. influence everywhere. Yeah, and I think I told you, but Faith really liked that too. So we are we are a fan. He's very good. I'm I'm very excited for uh, their reprinting Space Mullet in June, which is his first uh, created comic. It was originally all online. Wow. So very excited for that because Transformers has been banging too. Yeah, and then uh, also we were talking about, um, yeah, because the guy at the comic book shop had never heard of him, and I was kind of going over stuff with him. He's like, holy shit, this guy's really fucking good. So I think we're going to start carrying more of his stuff. Um, like we talked, because I mean, we talked about, because he did what, the sixth cover? It was uh, Superman, Godzilla, and just, no, it's Batman. Yeah, they're, they're doing a Superman, or not Superman, uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Kong, oh, yeah. That just fucking rules. What really rules for that is, I'm sure Daniel's cover is great, but there's a couple variants for issue one that have sound chips in the cover. So when you open it up, there's one that has like the Godzilla sound effect or one that has the King Kong sound effect. Whoa, really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, because that, uh, are you much into Godzilla movies at all? I haven't seen Minus One yet, and I really want to. I heard I really, it's, really want to. I heard it's really fucking good. So I think we got uh, Faith and I got Japan's some- getting a, a release of a black and white version. I'm like, I kind of want to see that. I'd, I'd almost rather see that one over the the color version. Shit, my buddy Rob, former guest of the show, is in Well, you know Bullet Club, Rob. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're in Japan right now, so I wonder if they're going to go see that. God damn. That's, I mean, that would be something that would be right up his alley. Um, you know, Will, um, we probably should talk about this off air, but I don't think we're going back to the New York Asian Film Festival until 2025, but um, if you and Brittany want to join us, man, it's a fucking blast, speaking of Rob. We had a really good time. Like we saw like 11 movies in three days, and I think only one was in English. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, it was fucking awesome, but yeah, I mean, I I've seen a couple Godzillas, and I remember, you know, Godzilla as a kid. But yeah, this minus one sounds like it's fucking baller. And uh, you know what movie uh, we watched uh, over the holidays that didn't suck 
we haven't finished it yet, but was uh the latest Indiana Jones movie. It wasn't bad. But was it good? Solid. So we haven't finished it yet, but it was close. It's just tough because you wonder how much Harrison Ford actually did as opposed to AI. Because he's pretty young in the movie still, so... You know, I mean, if it's AI, as long as he got paid for it, but... I don't want to get political or anything, but... We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I guess this Iron Claw movie supposed to be really good. I heard Iron Claw was very good. That That's on the list, too. I, I would have liked to have seen that before it goes out of theaters, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, because we got a couple of movie card gift cards, so... It's for a big, bigger movie theater, unfortunately. Um, so we won't be going to this couple of small movie theaters, but still a movie theater. I don't give a shit. It's free money to us. So yeah, we're I'm I'm looking to end, you know, maybe not with this episode of Ring of Honor TV necessarily, but any 2013, 20, uh, 23 on a pretty high note. Great books ended up on the killer concert. If anybody wants me to come on and talk about music and concerts and stuff, hit me up. Well, I mean, you know, if listen, we we've we've got a platform, Will here. I mean, if you ever want to like do your own recording or review or anything, we'll put it out. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a, you know, like I said, I mean, um, you know, once you get Josh Olson on the show, I mean, we'll we'll make it work, dude. I mean, my platform is your platform, Will. So I'm... we 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 got a queue of people. Want Josh Olson got Kate the Great wants to uh. I mean, I believe her exact words were "Bring me on, you cowards." So yeah, she called us out. So she she could show up whenever. Lines are open. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Aunt Money was a great cast. I mean, he's always welcome. I mean, I mean, pretty much anyone we've had on. Um, and I'm only mentioning this because it was mentioned on on the Discord. Uh, but our good friend Mr. Bowerhausen's been kicking ass his weight loss. Just want to shout out former guests. Uh, so good job on that. Um, it's always cool when people start that journey before the new year. Because 99 times out of 100, if someone waits till January 1st, they usually don't stick with it. So it was, that was good to see. Was, you did really well with that, so I'm proud of them. I am waiting because I've got a lot of candy i got to finish eating before I, I start committing to any kind of weight loss. You, you don't have to eat it, Will. You could take it to work and give it to your coworkers, you know. I don't like them that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, but Willie, yeah, you've, I mean, yeah, there's, um, I've reached out to a couple people. I mean, we'll probably have some repeat guests here. There's going to be hopefully some more content from yours truly, but yeah, let's Will, anything you want to do, even without me, if you want to do something. I well, mean, and I, I feel like I should plug this now because of when this is going to come out, but the day this comes out, I don't know the turnaround time for Mike's going to be, but I'm going to be on the first episode of Mike Peterson's in catering with Mike Peterson with former guest Asian Joe. That's right. Um, that's awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah, plug away. Informer we're, we're, we're doing something with World's End. I don't know if we're like watching it, yeah, talking you, over it. Yeah, I think you guys are doing I'm a lot just gonna of show, I'm just going to show up and Mike's going to tell me what to do. So just like what I do here. Yeah. I mean, Mike and Joe, both former guests of the show. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we I love to have you know we love to have Mike back, Mike on, um, you know, Freed's and I got some some stuff percolating on his podcast, so 
Um, Listen, my show is your show, Will. Just so you know. I guess I should also say apologies to people who listen to the the watch along that we just did, hoping to hear more of my my gleaming content. But uh, the the internet was just not having it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That match, unless I've heard a lot about that match. That, my my biggest takeaway from that match is I thought several times that for some reason, like, the video was, like, trying to catch up or, like, it went to, like, a double speed because those boys were cruising. Yeah. That shit's bananas. B-A-N-A-S. It kind of made me more excited for the, uh, the big Puroso, like, the nine company, like, New Japan, All Japan, DDT, like... Noah... Super show things that they're they're going to be doing. Yeah, there's so much good Japanese wrestling, um, and you can hear all they, about they, it. But they might even convince me to resub to New Japan World. We'll see. Yeah, I might need to pull the trigger on that too. I I finally caught up uh, to <laughs> through Junior Tag League. Um, I mean, obviously, I know what happened, but. Um, yeah, but you can hear all about Japanese wrestling here on the Shining or on the, the Visionaries Global Media, Phoenix Splash Podcast. Yep, JCB and my good boy Brett. Hopefully, we get both those guys back on. And uh, unfortunately, I know this is just an audio podcast, but Will, in case you're wondering what the fuck's going on on my computer, um, I've got a poinsettia plant on the table that we're recording on, and the leaf is kind of going over the camera. So if you're wondering what that thing is over my face, that's really as long kind as it's of- not egg, right? Well, I mean, I mean, unless I got salmonella, I mean, an egg in my face wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. So, this is kind little of funny. little salmonella never hurt anybody. No, no. So, uh, but we're gonna do something a little different here, because uh, well, at the end of the day, like we always say, uh, this is our show, and we do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, so we're actually gonna go over TV, uh, real quick here, because it was uh, a retrospective. And uh, I was gonna say something witty, but I'll keep that to the to the DM. So if you want in on Will and Brundon's I, you know, text message, make sure you send us some money. We'll get you there, and uh, we'll add you secretly to the to our text group. But uh, but Will, we've got our Ring of Honor TV episode one nineteen, which means this is our two year anniversary. Will. Oh, I, I almost felt a little something when I was scrolling through because when you go to Honor Club, you got to like scroll through like the, the thumbnails of the, the episodes. You have to go all the way to the end, and there, there's no more left arrow. No, nope. it's like this is it. Like this year's done. Yeah, and it's uh, two years of Ring of Honor revelry. Yeah, it's been a, a lot of reveling. Um, some good, some bad, and uh, we will probably. Have do- a- have we gotten better across the two years, do you think? I think so. Um, I mean, considering we met over Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my first episode I did by myself was really, really, really bad. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to go back to the depths at some point, too. You know, give yourself some credit. Solo podcasting is hard. Yeah, I do it every week. For, well, for, for the Midwest, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I've got a, I got one, a solo one I'm doing up here, uh, coming here in a couple of weeks. 
for an album review, so. But yeah, that was really bad. But, you know, it's, it's good having you on here, Will. You know, I'm thankful. I don't know if you saw my, my shout-out on uh, the Good Cop, Bad Cop fan moments. So shout-out to Good Cop, Bad Cop. I, I saw it. And I I just want to throw it out there. I don't think they listen, but uh, it must be a slow night on, on Twitter because I feel like uh, none of my friends like comics has, has like every tweet I've put out this afternoon. It's like, damn, it must be a slow night on the beat if they're seeing everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, whatever works. But yeah, and uh, shout out to Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, I do want to shout out Graham. He did put a Graham and I last April 2022 did a great review of uh, Die Hard. And obviously it being such a stellar Christmas movie, uh, Graham reposted that uh, this week. So that's a good listen. Uh, not to suck my own dick or anything, but Graham and I think we did a really good job. So, hey, also, you know, if, if, you, if you can go for it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Graham's been on three of the podcasts. He just hasn't been on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup yet. Got to get him on there. Yeah, so whenever, uh, hopefully he's going to come out for a show one of these days. But, um, yeah, our two-year anniversary next week. Um, you know, listen, like Will said, working retail during the holidays. He's kind of fried. I'm kind of fried. I kind of got fucked at work today. Uh, I, t- I told Will in pre-production, I was making my uh, my dinner salad, and I was starting my smoothie, and I always put frozen fruit in the, in the smoothie cup, and I put the milk in there. But I poured, I poured the milk into my fucking salad. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, my brain's fucking fried. That's why I knew I had to quit working for the day. I'm like, okay, I'm done. So, but I think, yeah, next week we'll probably do like a full 2013 retrospective. Um, you know, we'll obviously do a little bit here. So, you know, I'm sure Brennan and everybody will come up with some good, you know, year end uh, questions. But Brennan does have a, a doozy of a question of dishonor, but uh, we'll get to that later. What do you say, Will? This is your, I've, I've maintained, Tom, this is your ship. You steer it. I'm just here to, to, to I don't know, to be the, the entertainment, I guess. Well, I mean. To distract you, to make you laugh, maybe, make you cry when we get off air. Um, a lot of great ideas. Um, you know, still to this day, if someone wants to do, you know, the Briscoe Brothers and Scooby-Doo, send us a mock-up of that. That'd be a sweet fucking t-shirt. That's another $5,000 idea. But, yeah, it's Ring of Honor TV episode original air date, February 28th, 2013. Um, That would have been my dad and his wife's 13th anniversary? No. Oh, it would only have been... Would have been their, oh, it would have been their, yeah, their 8th anniversary. So, yeah, my dad's third marriage here can now legally vote in all 50 states. So... I think that's a new record for him. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, like you're talking about, this basically a TV episode with uh, Will's brother Larry Mercer. Uh, it's basically a year in review. And uh, what's a review of 2013 without a recap of Scum? Will you know, starting with the invasion when they you know Scum jumped Davy Richards, and you're talking about suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem. Um, and obviously all the, uh, the chicanery that went along with scum, you know, and, uh, I thought it was kind of ironic. It, it, scum really was the, uh, the Briscoe's world wrestling's greatest tag team of 2013. The first seven months. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I don't. I don't mean, this is your first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry. I don't want to beat a dead horse. If you want to listen to any of our reviews on Scum, it was an eight-month storyline that we weren't very happy about. And uh, hopefully Jimmy Rave was okay. And, of course, you know, maybe Cliff Compton will come back. But uh, part of Scum, well, it'll it'll lead to some future stuff here that's going on into 2014. But we'll kind of go into that. But uh, we'll go over to obviously the dilemma. Uh, you know, Steve Curry, you know, you know, threatening to burn Ring of Honor down. They put the ultimatum. Ends up in Steel Cage Warfare, um, where Steve Carino literally wanted to bring Ring, burn Ring of Honor to the ground by dumping uh, letter fluid all over Kevin Steen. But Kevin Steen, ironically enough, uh, was the one that survives to maintain the honor of Ring of Honor. Uh, and it was funny uh, that everyone else in that match for Ring of Honor uh, didn't think Kevin Steen was trustworthy, uh, namely B.J. Whitmer. But we'll get to that a little bit later here, Will. Um, but something you forget about that match, though, is that Adam Cole came out at the end. You know, and uh, we don't know if he was Team Scum or if he's Team Ring of Honor at the time. So um, that was something, obviously, that turned out to be a much bigger thing later on here in the year. Uh, next we go, this is really weird. Um, I don't know they why they didn't put Red Dragon beating the Briscoes for the take to belts first. Uh, but we, you know, go over the quick promo here of Nigel, you know, saying the tag team division is going to be, is going to be our, our main focus going into 2013. And, uh, they go over the, the hot potato of the Ring of Honor titles uh, this previous fall where uh, the Hooligans beat Red Dragon, uh, Red Dragon, sorry. Then the Wolves beat the Hooligans, and, the, and then uh, Red Dragon wins titles back with the Hooligans all in span about three weeks. And uh, the mythical re- re- reign of Red Dragon continues. Um, well, I kind of bogarted it mostly like I like to. Do you have anything, thoughts on the first half of the show here? No, because Tom, I'll be honest with you, I, I I threw this on, I saw my brother Larry, he said it was going to be a recap, so I threw it on twice speed, I kind of jumped around, I'm like, am I getting anything, am I going to get anything new? No. I mean, he talked about their their schedule for uh, January, their, their tapings and shows and whatnot, but... Uh, I jumped through, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting matches, and it's like, I just kind of jumped around, it's like, oh, it looks like we're just kind of recapping kind of major storylines, which is like, I've, I've watched this all. Yeah. Thanks, Larry, but I've, I've seen this already. You know, and listen, yes, yeah, this is all, all stuff we've gone over with already, but, you know, we'll kind of get that at the end of the episode here, but uh, you can watch Final Battle 2013, as heard here on Ring of Honor Revelry. Uh, last week at uh, ringofhonorwrestling.com. Uh, but then we recap Matt Taven uh, winning the top prospect tournament uh, by some unsavory means, but that was really the beginning of his relationship, obviously, with Truth Martini, uh, which led to the longest TV title reign in Ring of Honor history up to that date. Um, I don't want to jump ahead a little bit, but uh, Will, I think both of us going into 2014 are very excited about the upcoming TV or top prospect tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. after that um but we'll just let that simmer right now uh then we got a quick recap jay got hurt he had to give up the uh, ring of water title that he beat kevin steen they had a tournament uh and then they said the finals of the tournament was almost a match of the year contender um will did you watch ring of honor tv 118 the week before this the adam cole retrospective and the reason I ask is because I didn't watch the entire thing. 
The reason I ask is because they had Elgin and Cole, the, the main event. I don't remember the crowd being that fucking dead. It was really quiet. I was like, holy shit, they were not into that match at all. I don't remember them when we watched it in real time. And by real time, I mean 10 years later, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't remember much from that match either. Um, like, kind of... In general, like. Now, if we're talking about champions versus all stars, which they've brought up six million times, like weekly since it's happened. I mean, Michael Elgin did beat all four current Ring of Honor champions uh, in that match, but. uh, He did. Bobby Bobby Fish's only uh, pinfall loss in a Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, but listen, yeah, I said, uh, Will's brother here, Larry, mentions that that final was almost the match of the year for 2013. Uh, but what beat out the match of the year, Will? I'm gonna assume it's the match they showed at the end. Yeah, this is where things Ladder war. kind of went off the rails here a little bit for me. Year best match of 2013 actually happened in 2012. Don't get me wrong. It was a great fucking match. Did uh, it... Is it one of those things where it happened? Like, did it air in 2013? Is that how they... I mean, your your brother just mentioned that the criteria for match of the year was from December of 2012 to December 2013, all of a sudden. So, I mean, it does... I mean, it's like the PWI, right? It runs from like June to June or something like that. That at least makes sense. Does it? Why June? June is such a weird... Well, it's halfway through the year. Yeah, but it's you're considering the back half of one year and the first half of the next year. Yeah, at least it's 50-50, not just some random, you know. Um, now, I, I'm trying to think back. Obviously, the match of the year in 2012 was not Steam Generico. So maybe there is some precedent for this because maybe it wasn't a contender for match of the year last year. Um, but you know, you know, next week we'll kind of I mean, go. Out of war was it was really good. It was amazing. It's probably, I mean, it's really the reason that match was up to this point. Really, the reason why we started this podcast. To be honest with you. Um, you know, we talk- I wonder what those guys are up to now. You know, uh, well, I mean, obviously, El Generico has, you know, since passed away. Um, That's right. And Kevin Steen hasn't been heard from since. Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, wherever wherever they are, hopefully they're doing well and uh, succeeding at wherever they're at. And um, I love Kevin Owens. I can't even keep up with the gimmick anymore, so... Uh, but, Will, yeah, that was our, our recap of uh, TV episode 119. Not much new. You know, I do apologize. Like I said before, if this is your first time listening to Ring of Honor Reverie, we don't have anything to really go in-depth on. Uh, just for some of these storylines we didn't really enjoy. Um, I, I did like the Taven stuff. I do want to pat myself on the back. Uh, when Brundon asked us last January who we thought would be the breakout star of 2013, I think I kind of nailed that one on the head. But honestly, Will, I didn't think that Taven was going to break out like this. Um, Had a hell of a year. 
Yeah, because we both are pretty well documented that we didn't like Matt Taven for the longest, longest time. And it's odd because he had a really good run here. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of chicanery and we're not going on, but I mean, he'd show he could go without all that. Um, The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. 
So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Yeah, but uh, real quick here before we uh, get into our, our questions of dishonor and all that good stuff, uh, Will, as you were unfortunately not here last week, um, any thoughts on Final Battle 2013? It was a hell of a show. Um, I wouldn't say, as, as far as the pay-per-view front, I don't, I don't think 2013 really blew me away, but Final Battle, I think, was definitely a show of the year. Yeah. And I think, especially the, the kind of closing in the end, I did think it was really weird how that's like kind of out of the blue, like, oh, this is Eddie Edwards' like farewell match. And yeah. he's got a mystery partner. It's like, so they haven't built up to this at all. Do like, you think this would have been a bigger... I get with how timing and tapings work, but at the same time, it's like nothing. Like, no acknowledgement that this match is going to be like the last... Eddie Edwards match and Davy Richards isn't going to be his partner for it. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, because I don't th- that match wasn't announced at all ahead of time at all, right? I don't think so. No, there wasn't. I mean, the matches we knew about were um, well, a couple more, but uh, real quick, like I said, um, any good thoughts on Hangman versus Matt Hardy? Um. Good for Adam Page to have a match with Matt Hardy. Looked really good. Um, and I was hoping this would be the last we ever see of Matt Hardy in Ring of Honor, but the last boy did they boo the boy did they boo the fuck out of Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah. He gave up even he was gonna cut a promo. He said, Nope, not even worth it. Yeah. Uh but then real quick, the Silas and Mark match was awesome. Uh weird was kind of um ending was a little weird, but you know, I Mark was trying to he was trying to be slick. He was trying to play it crafty. He was hoping he could outcraft Silas Young, but Silas uh, pulled it out. Yeah, I will see Silas Young tomorrow actually in the real life or today as this drops. Uh, but then real quick, um, definitely a highlight for the future here. Uh, next was Adrenaline Rush versus the Young Bucks. Uh, probably my match of the night per se. It was fun. Yeah, um, you know, obviously we know the Young Bucks are very prevalent in Ring of Honor, I think, hopefully at this point. Uh, we will see more of said Young Bucks, and I think we probably will. And then, they, uh, yeah, they came in as the IWGP, you know, ta- junior tag team champs. They're, they're junior tag champs right now, yeah. Point out they won those titles on their first tour of Japan. Yeah. So. Uh, it's no small potatoes. And hopefully, on those potatoes. Yeah, um, I have some potatoes from Wisconsin in my. Uh, I was gonna make potato chips for the wife. I just didn't get to them yet. Um, yeah, I was gonna slice them up real quick and just, uh, you know, bake them and then put a little uh, cilantro on there, a little oil. But um, 
Next, Will, was the Michael Bennett versus Kevin Steen match in a quote-unquote structure match. I like that match a lot. You did. I didn't understand the, the, the getting rid of the stretcher. They broke it. That, the, I mean, they, they but they broke it. It looked like on purpose. <laughs> and then everybody's just kind of like, what do we do now? Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, like I said, it was, you know, Kevin Steen being Kevin Steen, you know, the Hammerstein ballroom. Um, you know, obviously. Package, we have- package pile drove Maria at the end. Yeah. Being a gentleman laying around the ring, then bam. Um it happened. Yeah, it, it was a lot besides the fuckery, but Kevin Steen just said, Hey, I'm making this the last man standing match right now. Um, but Will, I mean, we obviously have the benefit of, of foresight, but I don't know if you realize this or not, but this is Kevin Steen's last final battle match. I wouldn't have realized that because I'm terrible with time. <laughs> NXT August 2014. I mean, Kenny Owens goes to. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Prince Nana coming out. Uh, I did like that he showed it out. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, he talks that he brought in some top prospects in Kingston and in Homicide. And Will, I'm going to. the show. Yeah. I'm going to let you riff all, all, this, all this time. All this time with a stupid-ass gimmick. Eddie Kingston Homicide could have been these two scary motherfuckers going for the belts. And they had this goofy clown get-up and the, the, the suits. And they didn't even fucking win. They didn't even win, Tom. They... <laughs> now. And imagine... Oh, it's like, why? Why did we spend so much time on this? Just to have it not even... Come with because now they're both going to be gone. Eddie Kingston's probably going to go back to Chikara or whatever, or TNA. I don't know. Is it this around the time that Eddie Kingston and Homicide were in Impact? I didn't even know they were in Impact, but okay. We got LAX. I thought LAX was Homicide, Hernandez, and Kingston. I think. There was like a new LAX. It was Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Okay. Um, and real quick, uh, Will, I don't know if you saw this. I know this is kind of off topic, but I do want to shout out real quick our, our brethren over at Shining Wizards. Uh, Mr. Ortiz will be their first guest for 2024 next week, by the way. I can't wait. Like, I'm very excited for that. Is that Monday or is it on the 8th? I mean, I should remember. Because Kate said that she's the surprise guest, big guest, Kate's corner. I mean, you know, very, very excited. I mean, especially if they're going to dabble into the, uh, is it a, is it a work? Is it a, I don't know. Be interesting to see if they touch on the stuff about Santana or not. Be interesting. It says Monday. Okay, so it is the first night. Monday night, 7.45 p.m. You got Kate's Corner, because it's every first Monday. Kate's on the show. And we're going to have an interview with Ortiz. 
That's awesome. very excited for both of those things. Yeah. And uh, like Will said, he wasn't fucking around, Kate. You know, we ain't cowards. Anytime you want to come on. I ain't scared. Um, yeah, this match in, was kind of a letdown in, in general, even the fact they didn't win, and then they go heal, and they said they're going to be gone. But So stupid. Um, I... I was I was a little mad. I was a little mad about it. Stomping around my kitchen, not gonna lie. Um. Well, then real quick, we went and well, speaking speaking of odd things and long storylines, all of a sudden ending. Uh, next is Matt Taven versus Champa. And uh, I was a little I was a little surprised Champa won. And this handily, like he dominated. Yeah. Um, Taven got a couple moves in, but I mean, they've been hyping and, up. And there was a lot of chicanery. There was a lot of bullshit. Um, I don't remember who was refing that match, but they were not doing a great job. No, no. I'm going to guess uh, it was Todd Sinclair post Chomo mustache. Um, that, I was going to say, I, I didn't want to just throw the blame instantly at Todd Sinclair, but I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, don't. I mean, obviously, we're big. I, well, Will, I'm assuming you're also a Champa fan. Obviously, he's got Milwaukee. I am a Champa fan, but it it felt like I feel like it kind of made sense, right? Because they hit the he was the longest reigning thing, so they'll have him drop it after that. But it's still like it almost felt like there could have been more there. So now it's going to see like how do things escalate or de-escalate with the House of Truth. But shout out to a former uh, the Guardians of Truth or whatever for winning the Ring of Honor tag titles. They're called the Guardians of Truth? No, but they're masked men winning the oh. Ring of Honor. Okay. Maybe it's a, so maybe it's Mosh and Thrasher. Oh, God, I hope it's Hammerstone and Holiday or Taven and Bennett. Well, one of them is probably going to be Wardlow because there's been a lot of evidence that shows Wardlow is probably a guy under a mask because he comes out with his hair smushed down like he was just wearing a hat. So, The Hammerstone idea would be very cool, though. I'm kind of surprised MLW let him go. Because yeah. he's one of the... I understand like you get to a point where it's like you can't compete monetarily. But at the same time, he's like he was an MLW guy. Yeah. I mean, he was not since day one, but I mean, for the, for the most part, they beat Jacob Fatu, and anybody that beats Jacob Fatu is okay in my fucking book. I mean, and Hammerstone is a—he's like a better Brian Cage, so yeah. Um, but next we get well the aforementioned. Uh, it was Roger Strong, Jay Lethal versus uh, Eddie Edwards in his final Ring of Honor match, and like Will said earlier, we had no mention this and. His secret, uh, his secret opponent is, uh, I don't know if this is a new record for coming out of retirement, but it's pretty fucking close. Uh, BJ Whitmer, his retirement lasted here all six weeks. Um, the the proper he wanted the proper send off. You know, Kevin Kelly. You know, no more soaring and scoring. Only says it for Eddie Edwards. What a big surprise! I mean, everybody was kind of working babyface. Like there really wasn't any like heel. In this match, because it's like a match for the boys with the boys. Yeah. But the ending. 
You know, uh, in the end, you know, and ironically enough, Eddie Edwards uh, gets the pin, which is, you know, you're not supposed to do as you're, as you're leaving the company. Uh, but like uh, Jay Lethal says, your respects, you know, uh, you know, everybody here. Well, it's the, it's the, which way does it go, right? Like if a cat always lands on its feet and toast always lands butter side down, you tape the toast to the cat, which side it lands on. So you got BJ Whitmer who's supposed to be retiring. So you want to have he you want him to go over because it's his last and he's retiring and whatever the in ring neck injuries and whatever. And you also have Eddie Edwards who's on his way out, but it's like they didn't have it poised to do anything. It's like we didn't even know. Davey Richards wasn't even his tag team partner's tag team partner for the last match. So they didn't acknowledge that Davey Richards at all. It's like, is Davey done? Like, is he done too? Is he not, like, involved in this? Yeah. Or, well, I guess we'll find out when they start taping January 4th, 2014. Uh, but, Will, what happened at the end of the match? Uh, BJ Whitmer proved Steve Carino right, and then he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, the decade. The unveiling of the decade. Uh, yeah. I forgot yeah. Roderick Strong was part of the decade. Oh, you didn't know that? I forgot. I remember the decade because uh, Adam Page becomes kind of important to that later on. I forgot BJ Whitmer was in it because I thought BJ Whitmer was Cheeseburger's partner, but that might have been Brutal Bob. Mm. Or it could have been. This was a long time ago. I mean, I saw this 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, all those things could be true also. Um yeah, you know, Eddie Edwards and BJ hug it out, uh, but BJ's got, ironically enough, he's got his own microphone, and he says, well, you know, I'm glad you're leaving, because I'm not. And then uh, we're all kind of wondering why Roddy was just kind of sitting in the ring the entire time, and uh, we find out. But, uh, yeah, uh, Whitmer bodies, or, uh, sidewalk slams Edwards, and, you know, Roderick Strong hits the sick kick, and Jimmy, Jake comes, J- Jimmy Jacobs come in, and like Will said, the decade is born, so... Something to look forward to going into 2014. Well, right, because if you didn't have enough of scum, we're gonna start. We're gonna have a new scum. Well, I mean, if Jimmy Jacobs is leading this, I'm a little. I mean, obviously, you know how I feel about Jimmy Jacobs. Right, and it's the idea of the decade is obviously it's the people who have been there since pretty much day one. Your Roderick Strong, your B.J. Whitmer, the Jimmy Jacobs. Um. Yeah, I mean, it may, it put Jimmy Jacobs in a very prominent position to head into 2014. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, just the main event, obviously, was the triple threat for uh, Jay, Jay versus Elgin versus Cole. Um, you know, I had just watched the six-man Jay Briscoe Memorial match before this. It was a little weepy, but in the end, Adam Cole goes over, uh, you know, and then uh, Matt Hardy and Adam Cole beat people. Uh, beat people, or uh, basically they cheat, or basically Matt Hardy cheated to help Matt Adam Cole win, uh, and then they're beating people up. But Will, who pops up there at the very end and uh, the go home part of this? I'll risk, I'll risk the copyright. I need a hero. <laughs> yeah, I uh, forgot all about Adam Cole and Matt Hardy being in cahoots because this is around the 2014 is around the time I was dabbling with the with Ring of Honor. The, at 2013, 2014. So I remember some scum stuff. And I remember the Caprice Coleman breakup speech. 
I don't remember ever seeing Chris Hero though. So I'll be curious to see how long Chris Hero actually is like around. Or if this is just kind of like a uh just gonna show up for a couple matches and then be NXT bound. Um I don't think he's in NXT until 2016. I don't, I don't I guess, I mean, we could cheat, but... Uh, oh, it... no. Oh, no. Hopefully uh, hopefully he sticks around for a little bit. Um, this fucking guy. Most people take the pad off to throw the elbow. He puts the pad on. <laughs> I mean, he's probably so he doesn't straight up. So he doesn't straight up murk the guy. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he probably doesn't want to murder anybody, but... Uh... Yeah, so that is uh, just uh, Will's obviously a very abbreviated review of uh, Final Battle. You can hear, you know, a full one uh, on last week's episode, so we don't want to belabor the point. But uh, don't we have a couple for us? Uh, so speaking of questions of dishonor, don't we have some from our good friend Mr. Eric Freeds over at Nattering with E? Hopefully, we get some more podcasts out of Eric here sometime soon. I know we're doing some additional um, content, Eric and I. So, so Eric had a couple questions. Uh, I'll start with the, the one I remember offhand without the specific wording, and that one was uh, two wrestlers, Ring of Honor, all time, putting on a Savage Steamboat short, sweet, five-star match. Joke's on you, Eric. I've never seen Savage Steamboat. <laughs> People who listen to this podcast should know that because I'm pretty sure I brought up on air that I've never watched WrestleMania three. And I know I have this reaction every time. You should really go out of your way and watch that match, Will. I should go out of my way to watch a lot of things, but, you know, oh well. But obviously, you know of the match and, you know, whatever. I, I, I know it is very good. That's what people say. People say it's a very good match. And I don't understand why people are all pissed off because they... I mean, they really had this down to, I mean, you know, everything planned out, but whatever, get over yourselves. It was a fucking match. Cheap, the band Cheap Pop said, when Steamboat faces Savage, you know you're in for a surprise. I've never heard of the band Cheap Pop. They're a pro wrestling themed pop punk band. Hmm. Interesting. They have a couple couple releases out they have an album called in gorilla yeah and there's they put an ep last year called heartbreaker that was supposed to be their portion of a split they were going to do with the razor ramones but doing the split fell through so they released their songs that's fun song about terry funk there's song about the genius rest in peace i just sent a genius t-shirt to uh the homeless shelter Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, is this was this match like just like technical prowess? Was this just like two people who are just really good at what they do? Yeah. I'll be a mark. I'll. I'll I didn't answer the the question about who I really marked out for. So I guess we'll spell that beans here. Jonathan Gresham. I'm a big Jonathan Gresham fan. I still am. I w- give me Jonathan Gresham, Brian Danielson. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know if my farts came across on, on camera or on 
like, but if it did, I'm gonna laugh. Um, God damn, Will, that's a. I was just thinking just 2013 in general, but I mean that's really. His question said, All "Who time. from Ring of Honor for as long as you've watched?" I mean, Danielson Tech. I mean, actually, no. I, we did do the watch along with uh, yeah, with Kyle. So I have seen a Ring of Honor show with Daniel Bryan on it, or Brian Danielson, and Gresham. To answer uh, Brendan's question from that was last week, right? The, the week I missed. Well, was it okay? So I missed it. Um. Because he, the question was like the the wrestler you marked out for. So like for me, that was Gresham. Like those vignettes. Oh, okay, yeah. Leading into the leading into the foundation, I was I felt all in. So like I bought all the shirts. I yeah. I tried tracked down all the vignettes. I I did even go back and watch some of his older matches. You think so, we'll Jonathan Gresham, Brian Danielson. You ever think we'll ever get that match? The potential's there, right? You never say never in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go with 2013. Because I mean it's I mean it's only twelve thirteen minutes it's pretty short obviously I mean you've got you're in the middle of a huge fucking card with uh, the biggest match of all time up to that point I was gonna say ACH and Davy Richards okay I think those two yeah ACH man he he looked great. You look great in Final Battle. Yeah, I wonder uh, how long those two are going to stick together. Kind of seems like they're not winning a lot, so I think you know. I don't. Know, it'll be interesting. So I'm a big fan of ECH myself. So um, hopefully we got some ECH viewing uh, bonus content coming up here sometime in the near future. But we'll talk about that later. But uh, was there another question from Freed you said then? Yes. So the first part was. Uh, who from 2013-2014 would you suspect to secretly be Batman, Superman, the Hulk, and the Punisher? Ooh. So, my picks, I guess, I'll, I'll start. The Punisher, I'll say Roger Strong. Kind of a charisma vacuum, right? You know, pretty nondescript looking guy. The yeah. everyman. But yeah. uh, that, that sick kick, though, take could, could kill somebody. Uh, yeah. Superman. It's obviously Chris Hero. He's, he's already got the shirt that looks like the Superman logo. It's, I mean, it's like in plain sight. <laughs> it, it writes itself. Batman... I'm going to do, I would say, is uh, it's got to have the money, right? That's the thing, is Batman, he's got to fund all his stuff. I'm, I'll say Nigel McGuinness is Batman. Mm. Or 
No, this is better. I want to say Nigel's my Hulk. Because yeah. everybody keeps egging him on. It's like, what are you going to do, Nigel? What are you going to do, Nigel? And Nigel's like, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Um, so Batman, Adam Cole. Oh, we'll say Adam Cole is Batman. Okay. Steve Carino could be Alfred. I mean, it's a lot of dick sucking going on there. So. Hmm. Why am I just drawing a blink right now? Who do you have as your Punisher? Roger Strong. Oh, yeah, okay. So Roger Strong's my Punisher. Nigel is my Hulk. <laughs> then uh, Chris Hero, Superman. And Adam Cole's Batman. Well, I mean, for Hulk, I'm going to go with kind of kind of the obvious here. It's got to be Michael Elgin. You know, it's definitely that, that lack of charisma, but very, very strong. What if Nigel turned into Michael Elgin when he got angry? He got he gets shorter and stockier. <laughs> oh, that's another $5,000 idea. If someone could get us a picture of Nigel morphing into a Hulk, Michael Elgin, that'd be fucking money right there. Um... Huh. I just had one. For some odd reason, I know this doesn't fit. Like, how do I put it? Aesthetically? But I just see Kevin... I can see Kevin Steen flying around on a cape. So I'm going to put Kevin Steen as Superman. Truth, justice, in the Canadian way. Yeah. I mean, it just it just fits. Batman. He's from Maryville instead of uh, Smallville. Batman. No, 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 no. Eddie Edwards. Don't ask me why. The boss didn't have to talk much. Punisher, I need I need a good one for this. For some odd reason, just Charlie Haas keeps fucking running into my mind for fucking the Punisher. Right, so because the, the Punisher's biggest thing, right, is this deep-seated rage and need for vengeance. Yeah. But it's not like we, it's not like we saw anybody's family get murked in Ring of Honor, so... I mean, they kept bringing up Charlie Haas's family when, like, he's got a family. Yeah, he, when he threw B.J. Whitmer at first through that table that he jumped himself through. Jeez. Fuck it. I'm going to go Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is the Punisher. That's a good one. We talk about unbridled rage, so... Yeah, but any of our creative friends out there listening wanna wanna draw us a good caricature of uh, um, or, uh Nigel here's another stupid here's another stupid one. I'll bring in homicide instead of Batman. He'd be the man. 
Oh, homicide. Our good friend. All right. Well, Will, we've got one more question of Dishonor. Oh, man, is it? The, oh, I don't. I, I can't believe I don't have the sound queued up for the last question of Dishonor of 2023 from our pal at Irish Misfit. Yeah, this is the last Stat Master Supreme for the Shining Wizards. Yeah. Listen to his notes. Is he making up stuff that happened on NXT or Choco Pro? You don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, oh, man, I really dropped the ball on this one. Wow, we I missed one week. I missed one week, and this is what happens. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the last for the last segment of Ring of Honor rivalry, and before we get to this, I just do want to thank obviously Will um, for uh, all your help on the podcast, all the great ideas, and hanging out with me every week. I mean. You've only missed three episodes out of 105. That's pretty fucking good. Um, and uh, obviously, Brendan, I want to thank but all of our, our all our question dishonors. Uh, obviously, UGT Rob, SJ, Freeds for sending in questions. Uh, you know, on on the, on the regular for us. Uh, obviously, I want to thank all our former guests. I'm going to forget some people, but obviously, Aunt Money, uh, LL Mike Peterson, Freeds again. Uh, you know. Um, Kevin Garifo of the Shining Wizards, uh, Powerhausen. Uh, did you say SJ? I, I did say SJ in the question dishonor, but yet as also a guest. Um, obviously, Azar, JCB, Big Dick Brett, uh, Trent for coming on, Andy. Right, Lapp- confident Trent. What's that? That's, that's right, confident Trent. Yeah. Um, but uh, will you have any things here before we go through our last? Wow, I'm actually getting a little emotional here. No, awesome, man. My phone just died. Well, we'll throw out the usual things. You know, two years, our, our wives have tolerated this non this hoopla, if you will. Yeah. Our cats. I mean, shit, your wife bankrolls it, so. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> um. She's the big the, the big money backer. She's our our angel investor, um, and we won't dunk her dunk her in uh, the ocean like they did in the menu. She is the uh, she is the the producer, the sole producer of yeah. <laughs> Bring on a revelry. Um, and obviously BGM, all the great shows on there. Uh, Chan Diesel, both former guests on here, and hopefully future guests uh, get those guys back on too. And uh, Shining Wizards Network for you know bringing us on this year. Um. But, uh, Will, yes, my phone died. Do you have Brenda's question? And not short answer. No, it's definitely not a short answer. But it's very apropos. Brendan asked... Oh, too far back. Brendan asked, whose 2013 Ring of Honor New Year's Eve party are we going to? Brendan is picking... The Briscoes. I mean. He said he's sure the food would be great. It'd be a lot of fun. There'd be fireworks. They got a big yard. They got a big house. They got the they got the whole the whole land. They got the Briscoe compound, Sandy Fort. Yeah. Uh Taven and Truth would probably be wild. We'd probably leave with crabs. Elgin <laughs> would probably just be working out and 
snorting protein at, at midnight. Carino would be funny until he falls asleep at 10 and expects you to clean up. <laughs> the Bucks would probably super kick you at midnight. Bobby Fish would tell you about Dick Clark's first New Year's Eve and complain about the music. And he'd probably be justified. And uh, Adam Cole would probably be making out with his girlfriend while you sit on the couch next to them eating chips. Shouts out, Britt Baker, DMD. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brundon was not messing around with his answer. Um, I mean, the obvious answer here is the Briscoes, so I'm going to skip that. Um, and obviously, Mark and Jay are quite often answers and questions of dishonor. Um, I don't want crabs. That does not sound fun. Actually, someone he didn't mention who I think would actually be a really good time to hang out with. The aforementioned Kevin Steen. Poutine for everyone. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, I've, I've made it very well known. I would like to, to meet Kevin Steen in, in the real life one of these days. Um, you know, it would be nice to give him a high five and everything. So, you know, and I know he's definitely done his time in the Chicago area wrestling through Milwaukee and everything. So, uh, I'm definitely going to Kevin Steen's New Year's Eve party. That's a thousand percent sure. Who else? I think Eddie Edwards would kind of throw the kind of party. It'd be pretty low key. And uh, I could drive home if I got bored. I'd just slip out of the back. Nobody would notice. Play some Monopoly. I could see Davey Richards playing Risk for hours. Davey Richards getting mad, throwing a throwing a Risk board across the room. I mean, the obvious answer is the Briscoes. Yeah, that's that's the that's the, the the true answer. Yeah, I mean, you can't top that. Although Kevin Steen, can you beat that? Nah, with a bat. Yeah, Steen would, Steen would have fire snacks. Um, speaking of, uh, can you beat that? Uh, KJG guest uh, guest host here on Ring of Honor Revelry. Next time he plays, he can't beat that. Wins. I don't think that's a coincidence. Will we we breed legends? Just saying. You know, um, there's got to be one more. You know, I think Kevin Kelly would have a good, like, it'd be a good adult function, but fun with lots of booze. That's kind of where I was going with, like, Caprice Coleman. He probably has, like, a classy New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Kelly. And Kevin Kelly, the kind of guy that would, that would call you an Uber home. Or Mike Mondo. He's got the spirit. Yeah. I'm going Kevin Steen and, and Kevin Kelly as my, my ancillary answers because obviously the, the Briscoes are our number one. I mean, El Generico. I, I bet El Generico throws a wicked uh, siesta. You mean Fiesta? Fiesta. Yes. Right? Fiesta's the party, the siesta's the nap. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Generico might throw a heck of a siesta, too. Um, you know? Listen, last time I went to a New Year's party, I, I, I we all kind of had a siesta and said that maybe we're not staying up till midnight. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, two years ago, we made midnight because we binged uh, Cobra Kai. But, uh, yeah, Faith's throwing a party here, so... But she's got to get up really go to work the next morning, so I don't know how they were going to stay up, but... Um, yeah, but uh, obviously, uh, thank you, Brendan. Uh, so that is the last segment of Ring of Honor Revelry for 2023. Um, yeah, I said, well, I don't know, I'm getting a little emotional. It's like, I mean, first year is cool, but then you put two years and you're like, holy shit. We should probably get a question of dishonor, her hashtag question of dishonor t shirts out there one of these days, so. Merchandise, like you know, let's we're easing into it. We'll we'll work on really straightening out the socials, and the we'll we'll both work on being better about posting about the podcasts that we do. Yep. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll tighten the nuts and bolts. We got all the, the it's like an IKEA set of furniture. We have all the pieces there. We just got to. You know, shake out the instruction manual and actually get it put together. Yeah. Which I'm pretty handy. I I put together some stuff around the apartment. It was uh, says two people, forty five minutes. You know, me by myself took about two and a half hours, so not too shabby. Yeah. Not bad at all. A lot of that was standing back, looking at it. Holding the directions in my hand, looking at what I did, looking back at the directions, looking back at what I did. I'm like, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it turned out all right. Yeah, sure did. So, well, all right. What, what else is there to say besides thank you to Visionaries Global Media? Thank you to the Shining Wizards Network. Thank you to Faith and Brittany. That formation wives. Yeah. Shouts out to Tom for steering the ship. Shouts out to Brendan for being almost like the backbone of the show, but even though he's he's the third man, brother. He's he's the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he, he is by far the Hulk Hogan of uh, the Triumvirate. He, he is the third man of, of this show. From day one. We didn't even need to like prompt him or anything. He just like I'll send a question every week. It's like, God damn, there it is. Yeah, you even named the segment. You know, we didn't have a question from what shouts out to Rob. Yeah. Who probably had, I would say, the wildest questions. Wildest questions of 2013 were from <laughs> Rob. By far, so I'm looking forward to what um, he did. Did you know there's a fuck ton of people in Wembley? <laughs> yeah. Haystacks. Yep. 18 million people are going to watch Giant Haystacks and fucking Big Daddy. Wrestling at Wembley, so um, yeah, and I am thankful that we are only audio because my hair looks really douchey right now. You never know what twenty twenty four can bring. Maybe maybe we make the jump to a a video upload. Yeah, it's a, it's a possibility. Um, I know there's Except for then I have to put on pants. So I mean, there's maybe there's a downside to that. Why you got to put on pants? That's I'm not wearing pants. I know, and your your wife posts pictures to the socials revealing the fact that you're not wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She does so. 
but if you want us to have video chance when we're not in our pants, you know, I mean, that's that's a monetary discussion that can be discussed <laughs> off awesome. air. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. All right. Well, we're going to pull this train to station, but thank you, everybody. We'll see everybody in 2024 uh, as we dive into 2014. You know, we've got, uh, especially after Final Battle, we have some fun stuff, I think, here on the horizon. Um, you know, Alyssa, Will, and I know a couple of things that are going to happen. I'm very excited for those things to happen. It will develop after that, but uh, we got the decade, um, you know, coming in here. Hopefully we see more of the Young Bucks. Hopefully uh, Adrenaline Rush doesn't break up, uh, you know. It's going to be fun to see where Adam Cole goes from here. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good. So, But uh, we will talk to everybody next year. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.